With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For Furphy, at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, this is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. G'day everyone, welcome to the warm-up for another week. My name's Matt Wallet here with Cam Mooney. Another big weekend of sport coming your way. The warm-up getting you ready for this weekend. All thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Moons, welcome to you. How are you doing? I'm excellent, thanks mate. We've had a great week of sport. Big weekend coming up. Uh, we spoke last week about the test match that's happening over there mm. in England. You were right off it. And I was right and off it. now you're on it. I am so on it. <laughs> it was so good to just sit at home, 7 o'clock, 7.30, on it come. And we'll talk about one man in particular. But, um, yeah, it was, it's been very exciting. Yeah, you wrote it off last week, and this week you're all about it. Hey, yeah. coming up on the show, we'll take a look at uh, some big games this weekend in the Kings weekend, long weekend of footy. It's hard to actually get head Can around. That's that? what it's yeah, called. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Uh, local footy update and Nikki Dale Santo. Nikki Dale's going to join us too. Talk a bit of footy, but also live golf. Uh, we'll touch, because he did oh. some commentary for SEN in oh, yeah. Adelaide that's, this that's year. That's hilarious. He's that's right into it. So we might get his take Absolutely. on that. I don't know if he knows or anyone knows what's actually going on there. No, but, uh, but it's been funny just listening to what everyone's been saying about huge. it. Huge. Absolutely huge. Hey, last week on the show, we spoke about the Cats. Yes. And we spoke about where they were, what they were going to do. They needed to win. They could lose six in a row. In fact, I want to play back some audio that you said last week oh, no. of how they okay? were going to go over okay? the next few Am weeks. I, I think okay? so. Just have a listen to see where you are now. Uh, their last three weeks haven't been great, obviously. And then you talk about, okay, Bulldogs tonight, looking at four in a row for a loss. Then you have a buy. Then they've got Port over there. That could be five in a row. Melbourne, that's at, at home. home. Yep. Could be six in a row. You were calling six losses in a row last mm. week. Now you're up and about. Well, no, I was more <laughs> talking about what if. It was the what if, yeah. Matty. Yeah. Um, but no, they were fantastic on uh, Saturday night. And on the other side of the coin, the dogs were so disappointing. That was their time to actually, if they were never going to beat, if they were ever going to beat Geelong, yep. that had to be it. And unfortunately, there's just something there with the dogs that just. Yeah, a little bit of an underbelly there. That just It's not right with them at the moment. But from a Cats point of view, they needed that because we were talking about there was a chance of losing six in a row because the draw was so tough. They lost to GWS, which is the one that we thought we were probably going to get the win and break that duck. They didn't. Then we thought, oh, geez, hang on. But, yeah, unfortunately for the Dogs, they were poor. But fortunately for the Cats, they were just excellent. So a win just changes the conversation, I reckon, Absolutely. a fair bit because all of a sudden you look through a different – um, lens. So the Cats, we were talking about it just before, like if, if you pause the top eight right now and they're in the top eight, mm -hmm. the way the final series would play out, you'd be pretty confident they could get through a few games. Well, I've always said, and on the back of, yes, they could lose all these, these games, but if they got some players back and they got enough wins or they banked enough wins to just make the eight and they found form late in the year. So if they're sitting in eighth now, let's just say the finals is tomorrow and they're in eighth spot. So I have zero problem in saying that Geelong with a full list and in some form could run the table. Not a problem in the world. From elimination final all the way through to the grand final. And I think it would work for them 
not a problem in the world. You know, just say, for instance, they'd come up against St Kilda in elimination final. They've got St Kilda's measure. They really do. Then they'd play the loser of the qualifying final. So that's either a Melbourne or, or a Brisbane at the moment. Now, Brisbane up there, they've proven over the years that they, they beat Brisbane up there. Mm. They've done that in yeah. finals. They did it in a prelim final few years ago um so i've got no problem with them going up there and right now i still don't believe in brisbane uh like a lot of other people do i haven't seen it yet i need to see proof that they can win at home which they've been really poor at doing that in finals yep all right so where do you have geelong at the moment then in terms of premiership favorites uh look no no i've still got collingwood melbourne and look melbourne's always been my pick and i'm not going to shy away from that at the moment but collingwood obviously is the number one team in the competition yep um and obviously port you don't know what's going to happen with Port. Do you trust Port yet? I mean, they're on this great winning streak. They've been amazing, uh, but we've seen that before over the couple, last few years. You know, they're finishing in the top four, they're finishing high in the ladder, and then they have a really poor final series. So until we see a really good final series from Port, I don't know if we can sit there and go, yep, they're a, they're a premiership favourite right now. Uh, and, and Brisbane's the other one that I just spoke about before. Again, I haven't seen enough from them in a finals campaign to say, yes, you know, they're a finals contender. Um. Big weekend, as we said. I'm looking forward to Monday's game for Melbourne and uh, also Collingwood. But I'm looking forward to also, too, on Sunday night because those slots have sort of come into, I guess, like you've got Anzac Day Eve now where Melbourne and Richmond go together. Yep. We've got Essendon and Carlton playing on Sunday night, which is King's Birthday Eve. Is, These that, what slots na- is that what they're naming it? Or is it just... No, not- that's when it, that's yeah, when that's it falls. When but I'm, I'm assuming that that's why they'll continue to do it. The game's... Actually sold out. But looking forward to uh, Monday's game. I'm looking forward to Brody Grundy coming up against the Pies. It's, it's a really interesting one because I think I think they will boo him. Oh, of course they will. But the player was forced out of the club. So I find it an interesting one because he didn't want to leave. He was obviously mm. on a you know seven-year deal on a huge amount of money. They got to a stage where he fell out a bit of form. He had some injury. Well, now we can't really carry that yeah. money. So we're going to push him out. And obviously they've turned the club around the last 18 months with Craig McRae and they're going well. But what would be the mindset of Collingwood supporter come Monday to boo Bro- okay. Brody Grundy? I'll give, you a, I'll give you a great story here, an example. So Stephen King, premiership player, 2007, captain, two-time All-Australian uh, All and best and fairest winner, absolute star of our football club. Played in the Premiership in 2007. Played in the Reserves or the VFL Grand Final. And, and premierships in, and in the week. AFL one in a week. Got traded out to St Kilda on the back of there just wasn't, we didn't have cap space, room, Mark Blake, all those type of things. Geelong supporters booed him that year, 2008. When he went to the Saints. When we went to the Saints. We, we played St Kilda at Etihad Stadium and I remember getting on the radio. I actually ran and jumped on K-Rock Radio because I knew a lot of Geelong supporters would be listening. And I said, yeah. how dare you boo this man who did not want to leave. Yeah. He was absolutely gutted, shattered. So uh, he, he was pushed a, out the door. He wins a premiership. <laughs> he gets moved on. Mark Blake gets dropped for the grand final, yeah. but he stays. Yes. Well, it was either do we keep the old bull or do we keep the young bull who's going to give us 10 years? Yeah. So that was the theory or the I guess the conversation. How's Mark Blake after that grand final? Uh, well, he got, he got one in the ends, Blakey. Yep. So he got his own nine one, which was great. Um, but yeah, I remember people booing him. And now it wasn't a huge, it wasn't like the, the Adam's good booze or the Buddy Franklin booze. But yeah, there was some, there was some noise going on and I was filthy on our supporters for doing that. Um, but there will be supporters at Collingwood who's going to do it. Yeah, that's that's life. It is a funny one, and I actually don't mind it. I think it's um it's good sort of 
to create a bit of atmosphere within the game. So um, Brody be looking forward yeah. to the game on Monday. And, and look, if you don't, he get seems booed, they're going to be taking the first was, ruck too. Which if I good. got booed and I got booed a lot, people <laughs> didn't like me. Yeah, but I love that. Because it meant I was getting under their skin. It means I was getting the ball. It means I was doing something. Yeah, so you'll have an effect on the game. So if he's getting the ball and we're hearing him getting booed 20 times, then he's, he's, he's having a good day. One man who's made a bit of a comeback is uh, Tex. Now, Oof. I think um, Tex walked from Adelaide. He plays his 250th game this weekend. I reckon three or four years ago, and Kane Corns might have been first in line, mm. we're all saying, you know, you've had a, a solid career, mate. Thank you very much. He was not going to quite get to 200 games or there or thereabouts anyway, but that's about it. He has turned his career around the last couple of seasons. He's in career best form. So 2020, and we're all calling for it. Um, and, and look, and I'm mates with Tex, and I couldn't be more happy or thrilled that he's played his 200, playing his 250th. But 2020... He played 14 games for 15 goals. And we were all so, – and he moved like an old man. Yeah. He was busted. Uh, couldn't run, couldn't jump. And just you just thought, oh, yeah, his career's done. Just call it quits. Anyway, he went around in 21, 2021, kicked 48 goals. And we're all going, what, what's just happened? 22, he's kicked 47 goals. In poor teams, mind you. Yes. And this year he's kicked 28 goals uh, from his games already. So – it's it's been one of the most remarkable turnarounds for a plus thirty player that I have ever seen, ever. Yeah, in, it, in my opinion. It, it, it yeah, and particularly w- playing as a key forward. Absolutely, because when you it looks like he lost all that movement. It looked like he wasn't necessarily injured, but he looked like he was just carrying something all no, the he time. Couldn't run, he, he, he couldn't run. He looked heavy. Jump. He was. He was. I'll, I'll say in twenty twenty, he was terrible. And I thought, Tex, it's just time, mate. Like yeah. it happens to us all. That's okay. That's that's part of life. Uh, and then when he went around again, I said, "Oh God, this this could be this could get even uglier." And then he just went bang, forty eight goals, forty seven goals, and he's twenty eight this year already. Hey, what's the mail on Clarkson, mate? Because um, you've got some ties with North Melbourne, mm. um, oh, big ties, big ties. <laughs> well, you do some work with Anthony Stevens, <laughs> yeah. who's obviously um, involved with the club in in certain aspects. He's out at the moment. He's not coaching. Um, the problem with it is that. Obviously, he is on you know a reasonable wage, which yeah. is fair enough. But with the soft cap at the moment and Brett Ratton taking over, who was a part-time coach, now is taking on the full-time gig. Mm-hmm. He's actually paid quite Poorly. a small amount yeah. of money. Poorly. Where is this going to end up? Because at the end of the day, if it's waiting for it to be played out in the human rights court, mm-hmm. or how, however it looks, then it, it's months away, maybe even def- well, definitely not this season definitely to make a comeback. So what happens? Because I think North Melbourne are in a position where they might have to go to the AFL and say hey, we need some money outside the soft cap to pay a coach that we didn't think we had to pay. Look, I don't know where it's at in all honesty, and I don't think anyone really does. But from a North Melbourne point of view, um, you've got to somehow look after Brett Ratton, who is now your number one man, and doing a and playing fantastic well. and job. Look, clubs always get a boost off yeah, a new coach coming in. But rats, they rats, do. rats will go down as the greatest caretaker coach of yeah. all time. This he should just make his job as a caretaker yeah. coach. He's the Sam Allardyce yeah. of the yeah. AFL, to be perfectly honest. Um, but from a, from a yeah from a money point of view, I mean, where do they go? I mean, do they go to the AFL and ask for help? Which, and I and I don't know if other clubs would say no to that, or that's unfair. Um, but then there's also okay, well, Clarko, yes, you're going off and having rest, and you and you deserve it, and you and you need it, whatever the case may be. But you've also got a club paying you a huge amount of dollars and you're not there. Do you yep. maybe slip some? Well, how well, does and it? I don't know if that works or not. That's that's like a brown paper bag. So it probably doesn't work. So I <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah, I it's, don't sort of, know. it's hard because in some ways it's a difficult one because it's not like 
I don't think Clarko can say, well, all right, let, we don't know the numbers officially, but say he's getting, let's just say, a million dollars a mm. season. Let's just put that number down. And he's like, well, Ratten comes in, he's he's part-time coach. Maybe he's doing 20 hours, 30 hours, I've no idea, a week. So he's doing match day stuff. Obviously, he's coming into the box. Now he's running it. So maybe he was getting paid for 20 hours a week or something like that. So, you know, as a as an assistant coach, and there's been obviously discussions over months and months and months now that the players, the coaches aren't getting paid enough money. The salary cap is tied in terms of the soft cap for coaching. Clarkson's getting paid all this money. Can, you know, I just don't know if you're in a position to say, hey, mate, look, um, here's 200. Or the or he says to the club, don't pay me the full whack. We need to obviously get through this period because at the end of the day, he's going through a difficult period, which yeah. is not North Melbourne's fault. No. So they're, they're in a really tough position. Yes, they're they inherited are. this Absolutely issue. Have. Coming up, we're going to chat to Nikki Del Santo uh, about the footy, but also live golf and what's happening there. Big news during the week, that is for sure. We're also going to take a look at uh, the rest of the round. And Moons' six-pack is up next. All thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures Village Geelong. Order up, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. <laughs> at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Still plenty to come this morning. Local footy wrap and also Nick Del Santo is going to join us too. Chat a bit of footy, but also live golf and what's going on between them and the PGA this week. Some massive news. He's actually a golf commentator. Did you know that? Did you know that no, Nick Del Santo is a golf there is commentator? Nick Del can't do. All right, we'll get him on very soon to talk about that. Uh, we're going to take a look at the rest of the round in just a moment as well, but let's do your six-pack. Moons' six-pack. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. That's right, Moons' six-pack for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Mm. All creatures welcome. This week, we're going to have a look at some of the best of the top six players who have played at two clubs in the AFL era in the last 20 years. Yes. Off the back of Buddy Franklin on Thursday night playing his 350th, it wasn't a great result for the Swans in the end, but what a career he has had. Just before we get into your top six... Buddy, is he a Hawthorne player or a Swans player? Or do you see him as both? Uh, the problem with sometimes when people leave, you see them as, uh, I guess, the last jumper they're in. Yep. And particularly if you have a long period in that yeah. jumper. So this is why I was so happy that Gary Ablett came back to Geelong because we got to see him in a Geelong jumper at the end of his career. Yeah. That was perfect. But uh, for me, yeah, I probably see him as a Sydney player. Because that's just where I've seen him for the yeah, last. It does 10 feel like years. that. Yeah, I, I I probably agree. Um, and when he had that contract, we weren't sure he's going to be there that long. He, he has. He, he'll be. Oh, you know, spoiler alert. He's going to be in my list. But I think he is. He had a better career at Hawthorne. Yep. So. All right. Let's take a look at the top uh, six players who have played at two clubs, and they've got to have had a good career at both, at both clubs. Yes. This that's isn't a player gonna... like uh, talk about Akamanis, who, in my opinion, is probably top five player in the last 20, 20 odd years. But he didn't do much at the Bulldogs. Yeah, he went to the Bulldogs. So just made a nuisance of himself, here. really. So <laughs> let's take a look. All right, number six. Who you number got? six. Now this is a really tough one again. So this is a player that had to have a really good career at both clubs. Not go, not not start at a club for two years, then go somewhere like Dion Prestia and have three premierships. He didn't do anything at the Gold Coast, so who cares? Yep. So number six, Heath Shaw. Yeah, a bit left left field. Very left field, Heater. I uh, had a look at him and played how many games at Hawth- uh, Geelong? Collingwood did he play? 170-odd games. 170-odd games, played in a premiership. And you thought to yourself, well, he's played a hell of a lot more there at Collingwood. Then you actually look at his stats at GWS. 
was 150 odd games. Yeah, and, and played all Australian two best, times, best and fairest. Yeah, so that is one hell of a career going to the second. He's club. the sort of character you think. There's no way he's getting to 300 games. <laughs> 325 games in the end. He's got Should have been sort booted of, out long yeah, time he's ago. A, he's a, a really good 200-game player, but he just sort of edged out yeah. a career. and He was a wonderful no. player. And what he did at GWS was absolutely fantastic. Uh, number five, coming in at Brian Lake. Now, Brian yes. Lake at the Western Bulldogs he was, a, I think, a two-time All-Australian, best and fairest winner, went over to Hawthorne, Norm Smith medalist. In his first year. And three-time premiership player. Now, that is one hell of a change. Uh, number four, Sean Burgoyne. What a start. One of the greatest Mr. Fixits, maybe the greatest Mr. Fixit of all time. Premiership player at uh, Port Adelaide and then obviously a three-time premiership player at Hawthorne. Absolutely unbelievable. At number two, uh, Geelong. Now, just quickly, just before we go this, so I didn't put in guys like Gary Ablett and all that because they actually played at three clubs. This is only a two-club player. Yeah, so they technically played at two clubs, but they had three spells. But they spells. had three spells. Yeah. So that's why guys like Gary Ablett and uh, then I think there's Eddie Betts yep. didn't make the list, just so people know. Now, number three, Paddy Dangerfield. Now, oh, yeah. unbelievable. He was fantastic at Adelaide as a young man. Played in a uh, best and fairest, one of best and fairest there in Adelaide. Came over to Geelong and, you know, the rest is history. Um Brownlow medalist. All Australian. Eight-time All Australian. All Australian. Premiership player. Number two, the great Chris Judd. Now, now, do you see Chris as a Carlton player or a West Coast player? See, this is the problem. I see him as a Carlton player, but I think he had a better career at West Coast. Okay, yeah. Yep. So, West Coast is a Premiership captain. Brownlow do you think he medalist. had a better career at West Coast because Carlton was so poor? Like he probably yeah. played oh. the same... Uh, same level well, of footy well, well, or... Yeah, he won maybe. more. He, he did more. He yeah, got, of course. I guess, more silverware, as we like to say, yep. in the soccer land. Uh, but, but I mean, what he did at West Coast was just unbelievable. And he played in one of the great teams of all time. Just this powerhouse running midfield over there in West. Um, but yes, he's number two. And obviously, number one, we just spoke about him, uh, Lance Buddy Franklin, who is... For me, sits probably equal, maybe around the same spot as Gary Ablett Jr. is the best player of the 20th century. Um 21st century, sorry. Uh, What he has done at both clubs was phenomenal. Uh, And again, do we see him as a Sydney player? Well, we probably do because we see him in in Sydney jumper or Sydney colours all the time. But I think his career at Hawthorne was better than his career at Sydney on the back of him winning two premierships. He did uh, lose. He lost three grand finals. Lost three and kicked 100 goals, which... Again, are we going to see that again in our lifetime? I, I don't know if we will, in all honesty. So for him to be the last player to kick 100 goals, he's now kicked 1,000. Uh, his career is just unbelievable. There so you go. my man. There's uh, Moons of Six-Pack this week. Double club players who have had great careers at both clubs. Lance Buddy Franklin, number one in Moons of Six-Pack, all thanks to Little Creatures. Let's quickly touch on the rest of the round, uh, Moons. We'll brush over a couple. Adelaide and West Coast, you think the Crows, they just need to get out and have a nice solid win this afternoon because their away form has been terrible. They're back at home. They need to start banking some wins to have any chance of making well, the finals. Texas 250th They're this playing week. West Coast, so let's just put that, that down that as should a nice happen. strong win. Uh, Vlosten back in for the Tigers. They head now, this to is the Perth game. tonight against Fremantle. I think it's a ripping game. Ripping game. Um, Tigers back in a bit of form after last week, but Fremantle seriously are uh, in some great form over Darcy the last Darcy out and O'Meara both yes. injured. In fact, uh, O'Meara suspended, but... Uh, 
Darcy's out injured. So I'm, I'm still so. going Fremantle over there. I think Fremantle right now are in unbelievable form, uh, particularly around the ball, just really contested footy. Uh, their scores are up, and I think if, if they're going to be a genuine push for a top four, obviously play finals, this is the game they win. It's a nice, home. solid win if they get the job done, I reckon, yep. Fremantle. It's one of those ones that, yeah, sort of cements their form line, I reckon. Uh, North Melbourne and the Giants. North are in... A good form or better form. That's tomorrow afternoon. Down at um, Bluntstone. I think North are a real chance here, considering the last couple of I actually had weeks. a flip of the coin on this one when I chose, but I still went the Giants. North just, yes, they're in much better form and they're competing. Uh, they're giving an effort, a great effort, but are they good enough to win? Giants with a couple of handy inclusions as well. This is a really good game on uh, Sunday night, King's Birthday well, Eve. Is it a good game? Carlton Essen. Well, well, it's a good it's game a, in terms there's a lot yes, of storylines to come out story of storyline is good. So for, for the Blues, um, obviously not in great Blues form have been at the moment. Woeful. They've been terrible. They've got uh, a number of players back in. Martin comes back in. Pitnett's also back into the side. Um, and for Essen, a couple of big ins. Kelly comes in, but also Peter Wright for the first time this mm. year. Look, I think Essendon have been one of the best surprise packets this year. Um, led by Zach Merritt, who I think has been exceptional as a captain. First time captain. Uh, the way he is leading on the field, uh, I, I, I just take my hat off to him. Uh, and I think they get the job done. I think and they get a job. I think they get the job done easily, actually. Wow, easily. Yeah. Carlton are, well, Carlton have given me no reason to sit here and say that they're a chance. I'm giving them one last chance to one prove themselves. I don't <laughs> think they're any good, but I think they could click into something. And against the Bombers, it's sold out on Sunday mm. night. Looking forward to that. And quickly run through the last game. Still a couple of days away from Melbourne and Collingwood. Uh, obviously for the Pies to go out suspended. Grundy coming up against his old club. Looks like Lipinski will come back in for the Pies. Not, a, uh, not, a, not exact like for like, no, but, but not a bad like Similar for like. style player, but obviously the quality is a little bit yes. different. To go, it would be a big miss. A uh, big miss. And is Collingwood ready for a bit of a loss? A lot of people saying, you know, they haven't been playing great form. They've been up and down the last couple of weeks. But it's really hard to play consistent four-quarter football for 10 weeks in a row. Yep. It's, it's really hard. And everyone goes, oh, they haven't put West Coast to the sword. Or they didn't put this team to the sword. And uh, North Melbourne. It's like, well, sometimes... you. You just take the foot off the pedal during a game. Yeah. And yeah, and then a team can come back at you. But you know what they do? They put the foot back down and go bang, bang. Yep. That's what great teams do. Dick around. We've got local footy wrap very soon. Nick Del Santo to join us next. All thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures Geelong. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm up with Warlow and Moods. Still plenty to come on the warm-up this morning. Local footy wrap not too far away. The marketplace, what we're buying and selling this week. I'm going to buy this guy in because he's doing everything at the moment. Did you know, I think I said this before, he's actually a golf commentator now. I'm not sure he's even oh, doing footy anymore. I work with him, man. Former Saint do. star and also from the Kangaroos as well. Nick Del Santo from Fox Footy. Nick, welcome to you, mate. Um, you're just a golf man these days? <laughs> well, first of all, very good morning to you both. Lovely to join you on air. Um I wish I was, is the honest answer. And I've been passionate and had the golf bug since I was a youngster. And quite often I'd probably choose to play golf over football, even when I was playing. But unfortunately, not overly good at golf. But you just touched on the opportunity, and we'll talk a bit more about golf. But a couple of months ago, I got the opportunity to go to Adelaide and commentate on course, walk behind some of the best players in the world for the, uh, the Live Golf Tournament, which was incredible. So how did, so just explain exactly what you were doing, Dale, like, and who were you? 
Like you two then go, okay, here we go. We're just behind uh, Kepka oh, here. He's, he's got the nine yeah. nine here. He's, he's got the nine nine. He's about 160 yards. Breeze is coming off the left <laughs> of the. Uh... Mood, that's the funny bit is that's exactly what I was doing. It was, <laughs> and, I, and I've watched golf my whole life. I can remember being a young kid in Bendigo and getting up early and you know watching the Masters and you know staying up and watching the Presidents Cup yeah. wherever it was. Like I, I just loved golf and I loved all sports. So. I've grown up sort of watching these guys. Now, to be honest, I don't know a lot of the commentators. I'm not that in-depth where yeah. I can tell you who it was. So it, it sort of got brought up randomly, and SEN did a really good job of getting the right to be able to commentate. And then I've got a tap on the shoulder saying, hey, can you be on course? I said, let me Absolutely. drop all my other work commitments. <laughs> let, me, let me tell my wife and three kids that I'm heading yeah. away for the weekend. <laughs> but I, I literally was moved. It was, and Maddie, it was standing behind some of First day, I was with the feature group of Brooks Kepka, uh, Cam Smith, wow. and oh. Ian Poulter. And it was. And the other bit about Liv, and this is well known, it was a lot more relaxed than any other golf tournament yes. I've ever been to. I was fortunate enough to be at Royal Melbourne a handful of years ago when the President's Cup was on. It's quiet. It's polite. There's nothing out of order. This was a party that happened to be at a golf course. <laughs> and a lot of people have asked me about it. And the best way that I can compare it for me is I go to the races most years to socialise. I don't know anything about horses. I don't even watch a race. That was the exact same situation, but it was golf was the event, not horse racing. Yeah. So if you just love having a good time, live was for you. So Cam Smith, did is, is he a well, obviously a great Aussie? Does he know footy? And did you happen to tap him on the show and go, "Hey, Nicky Dell here, how's it going?" I think and... he's a ma- well, he's a massive rugby man. Oh, yeah, he's Queensland boy, of course. So. No, he didn't know. He definitely didn't know who I was. And I was really cautious and polite. So I did it for a few days. So the first day I was like keeping my distance. I'd make sure I walked up in front of the group clearly. I had my, my laser there. So I'd measure their distance from where their ball was to where the flag was. And I'd quickly get out the way. And, you know, they'd cross me. I'd say, you know, Cam Smith looks like he's got a 7 iron here, 155 to the flag. The breeze is coming off the left. He doesn't want to go right. That's a really deep bunker. So I sort of gave all that. Then by day two, I'd sort of felt a little bit more comfortable. So I was walking, you know, shoulder to shoulder with him at the right time. And on the second day, I'd obviously got a bit too close to Cam Smith. And they all had their own individual security, particularly Brooks Kepka, who brought over... The guy looked like he was out of WWE. Like, he was a monster <laughs> of a bit. But I'd Rock. also got a little bit too close to Cam Smith. And I had the headphones on. I'm just strolling between holes. I think it was going from hole three to hole four. Yeah. And my um, backpack, which had all my audio gear in it, just got wrenched from behind. And the guy who ended up being Cam Smith's security, who was a little, it wasn't much of him. I thought I actually probably could have held my own. <laughs> but I'm tipping he was like SAS or yeah. military or something. Jiu-jitsu um, he just got a bag. Yeah, he just grabbed me and said, hey, you're a bit too close, mate. I said, yeah, fair enough. No drama. It's an amazing event. It was an amazing event, and obviously the hole in one and all that sort of stuff. The party hole, yep. which is which is incredible. Um, we're going to get to some footy in just in a second. But for you, did you take any notice of what sort of happened this week? Because it's like all these live guys got all this cash, and now everyone's coming yeah. back for a big party together. I mean, a lot of people aren't happy about it, but at the same time, um, a lot of players are, who went to live are getting their cake and eating it too, which is lovely for them. Yeah, it's. It's crazy, and I'm still trying to work through the details. I don't think it. anyone and, knows the details, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and it's so contradictory, and I've read some tweets from some of the guys that didn't go to live that are still on the PGA Tour. They're furious. The one that I instantly thought of was Rory McIlroy, yeah, who has yep. been the spokesperson <laughs> well, he's, for the Yeah, he's, he's run the campaign. Against live, and 
I mean, guys, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars these guys have accepted or have knocked back. And now it looks like it's all going to come together in some sort of format um, to have some sort of beautiful world of golf. I always felt from the very start. Now, what I see when I'm speaking about sport, I'm not talking about the, you know, the Saudi Arabian, you know, issues and all that sort of stuff. I get it. But I, I just wanted to talk about golf. And, and my take on this is I'd love to see a world like it is with the European tour, with some of the other tours in the world where you can come and go. And if you're a golfing fan like I am, when you go to a tournament, you get to see the best players, not just some of the best players because there's a, a big standoff um, with some of the other political reasons. So I, I think you can come together. I reckon the PJs had to do a backflip, is my take, a backflip yeah. from their stance given what the league's doing and the traction that it's getting and the people that are playing on that tour opposed to theirs. Well, well no doubt what happened in Adelaide itself they would have had yep. to sat. They would have sat back and gone, "Oh God, this thing's growing." But this it felt like a bit of a, a false economy because because we haven't had any really good golf and particularly stars out here for yeah. years and years, and we've been just bypassed by the. But the USBGA. footage of the hole in one and Amazing. the carry on, and it does carry. They've across sat everywhere. back and gone, "Well, hang on, who are people want to watch? Yeah, they're going to well, go. Over, they're going to go over to live very quickly if we don't sort something out here. This is the PGA tour." Yeah, you, you don't have to put on much of a spectacle, sporting spectacle for Australians to rock up. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's all we've been starved of any of the quality players out here for so many years. Yeah, so we golf, get the old player golf, that comes out. Golf has never been that party atmosphere. No, it's never and, been Happy and Gilmore. Now Liv has brought it exactly. Liv has brought this Happy Gilmore yeah. vibe, <laughs> and as Aussies and as as people around the world, we're all going. Well, this is the golf we want. We're, yeah. we're happy to go to this and carry on and have a good time yeah. and watch. We don't want to sit there in silence and yeah, get in the hole. Maybe that's the only thing we can say. I know. Um, Dale, I want to touch on the Saints. Um, they've had yep. a couple of wobbles in the last few weeks, but a good win Thursday night just really starts to cement for a solid back after the season. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Thursday night's performance was just gritty. Like, mm. it wasn't pretty in that first quarter. It was difficult to watch, I think, oh, for wow. everybody. Um, Did I watch the but cricket? I just thought it was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, is this the whole score? Or are they just, you know, missing a few numbers on the scoreboard? It was... I just thought it was a really dig deep, just get it done, whatever it takes performance from the Saints. And even late in that game, I think they kicked five goals in the last quarter, I think yeah. it was off the top of my head. But that was a, that's a really good performance. They haven't won up there since round 18, 2009. Like we're yeah. going back 14 years of having a victory at the SCG. Um, I thought there were some standout plays that I thought, you know, that you know, got them over the line. But I just thought as a collective, we, we see, once again, the Ross Lyons template. You know, yeah. if you want to play for this team, this is what you do. Non-negotiable. You rock up and you perform like this for two hours. And if you don't, then you don't get to play. And I just thought it was a real, just a real Ross Lyon and a St. Kilda of 2023 performance. Tell us about Wilkie, Dell. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, we know Buddy's not at the best of his career. And, that, and that's, we all understand that. But we all, we all love him. But. Wilkie's performance on Thursday yeah, night this was season. As, this season, but his performance on Thursday night was as good as any defender I've seen this year. Yeah, he has to be all Australian, and I know yeah. we're roughly halfway through the year, and we all put it out know who we think should be in there. Cal Wilkie's been performing at a abnormal level, being a high level for years. He hasn't missed a game since he's debuted, in his, what four or five years ago, whatever he's up to now. Like he's an incredible. That in itself story. is amazing. I reckon I was dropped half a dozen times minimum. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> Yeah, well, most of those were reports. So that <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So it doesn't really count. Oh, there was a lot, of, there was a lot of drops as well. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just reliable, Moons. Like, mm. He's a fantastic story. I could speak about the person and his leadership and all that. But 
just for what we see on the weekend, my take is he, he plays percentages. He, he knows what he's good at. He knows what he's not the best at. And I think you'll see that, for example, with his disposal. He doesn't try and kick it like Wanganee Malir or, or Jack Sinclair. He gets the ball. And he said, hey, I've done my job. I've intercept market, whatever it may be. Here's the ball. You go distribute it. Sound like a happy Saints man at the moment, Dale. Yeah. Yeah. But also, <laughs> yeah. Like most, but also like most Saints supporters just waiting for the glitch. Just yeah, trying to yeah. Work well, out. I mean, I mean, you lose that Thursday night and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've dropped a couple in the last few yeah. weeks and does it yeah. get a bit hard in the second half of the year? I think that just sort of helps you now. Just settle it down a little bit. Consolidate yeah. in the eight, and and at the back end of the season looks Richmond next week. That's, pretty good. That's you know, a that's a big yeah, game. That's a big test, and but. so I think it'll be um it's a, it's a it's good for Saints fans. They've yep. got something to look forward to the second half of the year. Last year, obviously, they fell away, but I think there might be a bit more promising signs leading into the back end, mate. How is your golf going? What are you playing off these days? Uh the honest answer is I've played about once in twelve months. Okay, I've got some uh, post football body issues, yeah. which is not allowed. <laughs> Not allow me to play much golf, and I've also got three young kids, so there's my priority. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I got down to a low number a couple of years ago pre-COVID, and I much prefer to watch the best golfers and walk with the mm. best golfers in the world than watch me hack it around for five hours on a weekend. Nah, very good. Well, thank you very much, mate, for joining us this morning. Live Golf, uh, it's a bit to play out there. Hopefully you're back in the country next year for a couple of tournaments. Who knows how that will go. Enjoy the weekend of footy, mate, and the long weekend. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Nicky. Nick Del Santo joining us on the warm-up. Still plenty to come. We've got our marketplace and our local footy wrap up next. Local footy wrap for Times Footy. Your home ground for local footy. Visit timesfooty.com.au. Taking a look at local footy wrap for this weekend. King's birthday long weekend. Uh, some buys around the state, but all thanks to Times Footy, your home ground for local footy. From the Geelong Times, Vinnie Van Allshot joins us. Good morning to you, Vinnie. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. King's birthday, a bit different, but I'm sure I'll uh, get used to that. It's hard to get your head around calling it that, to be honest. But uh, uh, a few <laughs> leagues across the state have got to buy the GDFL. No action this weekend, but still plenty of footy within the region. Mate, let's start with the, the GFL. Match of the round is actually Sunday, I reckon. Uh, St. Joe is in Newtown. Yeah, so in addition to the female action happening around the region, uh, we've got one game of GFL going on between St. Joseph's and Newtown. Uh, they'll include round eight action in that one. The Eagles, who defeated last week's number two seed in St. Mary's, will now look to repeat the ledger and defeat this week's number two seed in St. Joseph's. There's no reason not to tip Newtown in this one, but Joey's has been just as impressive so far this season, and they will have the home field advantage on the day. So Having said that, mate, it is the closest uh, grounds, I reckon, in in country football they literally are about 200 meters apart these two grounds so they don't have to travel too far for an, for an away game newtown well i reckon joey's uh, i reckon newtown might actually uh, walk out of their own change rooms yes. on the way actually to the that's ground, a good so. point i'm surprised that hasn't <laughs> been done in the past that's a very good point yeah but i'm uh, i'd tip the eagles in that one they've prepared this season and how are we um, looking for the rest but- of the round in the gfl some good matches up matchups this weekend yeah, so St. Mary's should easily defeat Grovesdale just up the road at Cadinia Park. Um, but Geelong West and Bell Park will be an interesting one. So you've got West who's shown a lot of promise as of late, while Bell Park is on a bit of a slide, given that they were early content- contenders at the top of the ladder through the first month of action. Um, it's the perfect chance for the Dragons to regain back some momentum, though. So I expect Bell Park to potentially bounce back against the Giants in that one. South Barwon hosts. Lara this week in which the Swans should stay strong. 
uh, North Shore and Leopold, concluding the fixture for round eight down at Leopold Memorial Reserve. Gary Hockingside was strong last week against Geelong West, so they should hold out later today against the Gulls. But in terms of a possible route, I expect that to happen at Central Reserve when Colac welcomes St Albans up the highway. So sit tight for that result. All right, full round of games in the BFL as well. Some interesting games. Mottawari hosting Torquay. Mottawari, though, haven't had the season that many were thinking. No, but they're hanging around in the middle of the table at the moment. So it's not too dark and gloomy for the Warriors at the moment. Um, but a perfect opportunity to get some form going this week down at Mount Moriac Reserve uh, in a bit of a Surf Coast derby uh, on the cards. So that headlines this week's action in round 10. Uh, it's always a hotly contested contest whenever the ball is in the air between those two sides. Uh, the Warriors would be more than willing to give the Tigers their first loss of the season. Whether that will happen, probably unlikely. There's a whole heap of youngsters coming into Don Gleeson's side at the moment. Some some key figures out as well, including co-captain Ben McNamara. Uh, but the Tigers should continue to look strong in that one. And for the rest of the round, uh, some interesting games. Barwon Heads and Geelong Amateurs. Barwon Heads obviously having another fantastic season. Yeah, Barwon Heads just a win behind Torquay through nine rounds, uh, hosting Geelong Amateur this week after a strong performance against Anglesey. Another win is likely there uh, when the Seagulls host Amos. Um, they should continue that strong start to the season. Newcomb has Ocean Grove this week, two of the lower-ranked sides at the moment, but the Grubbers will be strong enough to defeat the power on the, that occasion and really tighten up the middle of the ladder. Northern Bellarine is set to become a noisy corner of the region, that's for sure, as long-standing rivals Drysdale and Port Arlington jousted out in Demonland. Drysdale in some terrific form at the moment. Six wins from their last seven contests will likely keep their good run going. An absolute cracker uh, down at Alamada Reserve. Two sides desperate to get a win. Anglesey, fresh off a loss to Barnheads last week, hosts Queenscliff, uh, who were just one win out of the top five. But I'll stick with Anglesey to come away with that one. But if you came for some footy on the action, footy action on the surf coast, Alamada Reserve is definitely the place to be. Big weekend of BFL and GFL. All thanks to the Times Footy, the wrap. Get the latest local footy teams and results online. Receive them in your inbox for free every Friday and Monday morning. Visit timesfooty.com.au. Vinny, enjoy the footy over the weekend. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, you too, mate. Have a good one. On the warm-ups, time to take a look at the marketplace, what we're buying and selling this weekend, Moons. What are you selling this week? Well, on the back of talking with uh, Nikki Dell about the Live Golf, uh, clearly it's the PGA. Uh, with the greatest backflip I can remember in any sport that I've, I've, been, I've seen or been involved in. Twelve months ago, old mate from the PGA is talking about 9-11 and family members that he knows that have been with mate, the, you know, Saudi Arabia. All of a sudden, he's running the joint. Clearly, money <laughs> talks in in the world, and they have just proven that once and for all. So what are you doing, mate? What are you I'm selling? I'm going to sell West Coast apologising for their social media posts. Now, last week with Jordan Ngoi, they put out a post saying, straight to the tribunal with a photo of Ngoi, Yep. with his hit last week. Then they took it down and apologised for it. I think fair game. I'm selling it. Don't apologise for that. Mate, if you're going to do it, hold your head on. Hold, just yeah, hold own it and move on. I think I'm selling it. I don't think you need to apologise. I'd right. like to see more of that on Twitter, more of that on Instagram, getting into each other's clubs. That's what so I want to be honest, see. what West Coast social media 
team should have been selling was their players for not sticking up for their young players. Well, that's the other thing I'm selling because it's all good and well to come out during the week and saying a player <laughs> should get like Dom Sheed a month or two and may have been taken out of context, but you can't not fly the flag oh, on the ground. I couldn't believe when I saw that, to be honest. You wouldn't have copped that. No, I would not have copped that. What are you buying this week, mate? Uh, I'm going to buy Messi this week. I think he's yes. now settled the debate that he is the greatest of all time over Cristiano Ronaldo, who went to Saudi Arabia, took the money. He went to Saudi Arabia. His team was on top by eight, eight points. He went there. They lost the league in the end. Messi's going to into Miami, David Beckham's team. He's getting revenue and percentage of sale on Apple and Adidas and all this sort of stuff. He's going to own a franchise after he retires. He's going to drive that league even further. It's going to be more competitive. They've sold out every game mm. home and away for the season. Already it's been announced for a week. Imagine when David Beckham took over as a part owner of Inter, Milan, uh, Inter Miami. Yep. And he thought, who am I going to get? Who can I get? Can I get Ronaldo? No, Ronaldo's gone to Saudi Arabia. Oh, hang on. Messi's just coming out of contract, is he? Can I get him costing, free? Costing nothing. Off the back of coming out of contract at Might PSG. be one of the great trade pickups, whatever you want to call it, of all time. It's well already done, paid David for Beckham. itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so what are you buying this week? Uh, this is an interesting one. Well, on on the back of the crickets uh, that, that I've been all over, <laughs> the yeah. great Travis Head, who I think we've what all, we've all come to love over the last uh, few years, of the way he bats, comes in, his strike rate's just incredible. Got dropped. He's been dropped three or four times now since he made his debut five years ago. Like it's just he keeps just sticking up the selectors' backside. Yeah. And again, dropped in India, which we were all dumbfounded. We just could not believe uh, one of our best cricketers over the last uh, say two to three years was dropped again in India. He's come out and just smashed, smoked a hundred uh, against uh, India. Yeah, amazing, Absolutely incredible. No, he's a superstar, and um, I just remember him making that 100, I don't know, it was New Year's Eve for Adelaide Strikers years ago yeah. in the Big Bash, and I was like, this guy yeah, can seriously yes, play. Um, so, yeah, well done to Travis Head. That's our marketplace this week, buying and selling all things to little creatures. What have you got on for the weekend, mate? Where are you footy-wise mate, across the I'm weekend? Mate, I'm going to tonight. I'm back in the studio with uh, the great Dermot Brereton tonight, watching Fremantle and Tigers. Should be a good one. Cannot all right. Wait. Enjoy your long weekend. The King's birthday long weekend. Enjoy your footy. A couple of big games coming up. We'll catch you next week on the warm-up.